voice is back. Now, I realize that before we get into anything, I need to maybe make a bit of a disclaimer. Uh, there is going to be talk of current events which are pretty gruesome. Um, so if this is not your cup of tea, you can skip this one for now. Um, but let me get into this. Um, so yeah, I realize that today's episode was to have been about black queer historical icons, but with the situation that's playing out in Oklahoma over the past few weeks, I thought it best to talk about something that is less history and more current event. Okay, uh, let me introduce myself. I am, of course, Julian Rushbrook, coming to you with the History Most Queer. Now, I typically do not do many current events, but in this particular case, I thought it best to say a few things about the situation in Oklahoma at the moment. That is, after all, where I live. And for that matter, uh, current events do, after all, become tomorrow's history. If you have been offline, and avoiding the news, been under a rock, what what have you, a queer student in Oklahoma was recently bullied, beaten, and sadly has died. Their name was Mex Benedict, a 16-year-old student at Owasso High School. They died after a an incident of bullying that involved three fellow students on the 7th of February this year. The details that have been released about the beating are gruesome, and I will not repeat them here. I will include links to various stories and articles in the show notes if you wish to learn more, but I just cannot personally stomach uh, recounting those details. My heart goes out to Nex's family and friends. I truly cannot comprehend the pain that all of them must be dealing with. While with every death there is an element of tragedy, when it happens to a child, I think it stings our soul in a deeper way. As a community, queer people are stung again by the vitriol that is being by those who are supposed to be elected to lead this state through difficult times. For the past few years, the Oklahoma State Superintendent of Education, Ryan Walters, has been on a crusade to purge the classroom of anything but a hyper-nationalistic Anglo-American worldview. People of color and queer folk are viewed openly as threats. The governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, in 2022, signed a bill into law that 
forces public school students to use the restroom that matches their sex on their birth certificate. Another Oklahoma lawmaker, State Senator Tom Woods, while in a public legislative forum that occurred after the death of Nex Benedict, spoke out against queer folks. When asked why it was that the legislature was so obsessed with the private lives of LGBTQIA people, he responded by saying this, quote, We are a Republican state, a supermajority, in the House and the Senate. I represent a constituency that doesn't want that filth in Oklahoma. You know we are a religious state. We're going to fight and keep that filth out of the state of Oklahoma because we're a Christian state." End quote. This level of hatred is widespread in the state of Oklahoma. Kaya Reichick, the creator of Lives of TikTok, recently began to serve on Oklahoma's state library committee as an advisor. This is despite her not being a resident of the state, nor an educator, nor a librarian. Kaya Rechik was involved in real estate before becoming heavily involved in right-wing media and Kremlin-backed misinformation campaigns. Her push to label LGBTQIA people as people who groom children to be molested has taken her from appearing on Tucker Carlson's show, and of course now to making decisions in schools and libraries, all while having over 3 million followers on TikTok, who are alleged to have made bomb and death threats against people and institutions that she posts about. Just like the Lavender and Red Scares, the Satanic Panic, and other bizarre moral panics, the excuses that queers, communists, black folks, Satanists, or whichever boogeymen of the moment are out to get the children and the women. Women and children are not taken into account, however, if they do not fit nicely into that white, cisgender, heterosexual box. While Raychek did at the very least refer to Benedict's death as tragic, that did not stop her from pivoting rapidly back to her bigoted talking points. I recently read an article that compared events in Oklahoma of late to the grisly torture and murder of Matthew Shepard in Wyoming in 1998. While the details are different, um... It is quite horrifying that these two deaths, separated by over 25 years, are seen as being similar. While Matthew Shepard's death caused a huge outpouring of grief and caused a global discussion about queer issues, thus moving the needle of progress forward, on the other side of this discussion were the religious conservatives, from elected officials to whole churches like the Westboro Baptist Church of Kansas. If you're unfamiliar with these particular charming individuals, I envy you greatly. 
They are the ones that protested at funerals of queer folks and military burials in the early aughts. And they would be hoisting up signs that read, God hates fags, among other epithets of hatred. We find ourselves again having to see people like this, only now they seem all too happy to include American and Confederate flags, along with their God hates fags signs, and sadly make America great again red ball caps. The hateful use of the site formerly known as Twitter, as well as TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Discord, and the list goes on to spew hatred toward people who are, in most cases, people that they've never met, just continues. In an interview with The Independent, Next Benedict's adopted mother, Sue, spoke about her child. I said, you've got to be strong and look the other way, because these people don't know who you are. I didn't know how bad it had gotten. In the interview, she tells of how she was learning every day from Nex about being non-binary. I find these types of stories touching, as I always do when it comes from older generations learning from their juniors. We should never stop learning and becoming curious uh, about the world. For my part, I love learning new things from my niece, who's 12 years of age, not that much younger than Nex had been. I kind of wonder what our world will learn about from this horrible tragedy. Will school districts rethink their no-tolerance policies regarding bullying and fighting, which often punish the abused in the same manner as the abusers? Will schools start calling the police and ambulances for such events rather than leaving students like next, to fend for themselves? Will citizens learn to stop electing reactionary, right-wing ghouls who thrive off denigrating their fellow human beings as being filth or vermin? For my part, my mind does not just go back to the 1990s and that young man in Wyoming, but I also am drawing comparisons to the Red Scares uh, in the United States, and of course the rise of fascistic regimes in the 1920s and 30s. The fact that people who subscribe to vile ideologies keep wielding the reins of power is greatly disheartening. For all of you who are queer out there, no matter your age or race or any other quantifying factor, I hope that what you can learn from these terrible times is that our enemies fear most our own joy. Next Benedict was learning about themselves and finding joy in who they were. They started to share this joy with their friends and family and the world at large, only sadly for that life to be cut short. This joy is a threat to those that cling with taloned fists to a black-and-white version of reality. Color, vibrancy, and nuance strike fear in their hearts, and 
I don't know if I'll ever really understand why. I hope that those people will see this tragedy and maybe start to second-guess the rhetoric that's spread by people like Governor Stitt, Superintendent Walters, and others. I hope that all of you out there are expressing your joy and learning to be the best you that you can be. And that by doing such, you will, like in that film Pleasantville, add color to those with a more monochromatic viewpoint. Now, I know it's not going to be easy, and it may make you feel lonely. Just understand, my dear listener, that you do have a community. You may be a trans student in Owasso or a lesbian in Tulsa. It may seem lonely, but please just persevere. Your tribe, your people, will find you and you them. If the people around you are bringing you down, it is not a sin to cut them out of your life. Now, I understand that it is harder for some than others to do this, and for a variety of reasons. But, again, it's no sin to cut toxic people out of your life. But still, look for your tribe and look deep inside yourself to find your beauty and worth. Let's all remember Next Benedict and follow the news as it comes out. It's, of course, still an active investigation, so I'm sure more and more details will come with time. I think I'll include a small clip from a vigil that was honoring Next Benedict in Owasso. This clip is from KJRH TV Tulsa's Channel 2 News. People across Tulsa, Green Country, and the nation laying their heads down tonight after spending the evening remembering the life of Next Benedict. Thanks for joining me on 2 News at 10. I'm Sharon Phillips. The 16-year-old Owasso student died earlier this month, just a day after a school fight. From their death to their funeral to new body camera footage from Owasso police, we've been following the facts of this story, trying to get answers on what happened to the teen. But tonight, we're going beyond search warrants and court documents, showing you how their closest friends and family remember them. 2 News Oklahoma's Samson Tamajani met Nexus friends and family at a vigil in Owasso where this all started. Next one's a fiery kid. Memories of jokes and joy echoed through Owasso's Redbud Festival Park Sunday. He had so much pain in his life. There's also the heartbreak that's permeated through much of this town and Oklahoma since next Benedict's death February 8th. The high school sophomore who identified as non-binary was reportedly jumped by three other students in the girls' bathroom one day earlier. That environment can be love. Or that environment can be hate. Well, also, high school parent Anna Richardson didn't know next, but knew the community needed a safe place to mourn them and organized Sunday's vigil. I'm a mom, and our community that I live in and that I'm a leader in lost a child, tragically, and that child's life needs to be honored. Richardson believes that there's a justified time and place to call for political action and criminal accountability in light of Nex's death, 
but says that this night was about love for next and acceptance for those like that. I just want you to know that everything that you're feeling is okay. Olivia Gray, founder of Northeast Oklahoma Indigenous Safety and Education, wants it known that Benedict, a Choctaw Nation citizen, could have been any gender nonconforming child. She wants parents and kids alike to understand Sunday's message of spreading acceptance. I think that part of it and that just being a mom, that empathy and that fear that every parent has, like it just, it pulls my heart out personally. You know, um, I think any parent would feel that way. In Owasso, Samson Tamajani, 2 News, Oklahoma. Thank you so much, Samson. Now an editorial note. 2 News has been referring to next with they and them pronouns based on guidance from the teen's family. But many people at tonight's vigil were using he and him pronouns. A close friend said next went by those pronouns for the last year. We'll continue to let you know more information as we learn more. And so that was that clip. Um... I'm going to, again, include all sorts of links in the show notes, not only to stories regarding this case, but I'm also going to include links that will be there to offer help if any of you are looking for it, to help with processing this, or to help with understanding yourself in these really awful times. If you want to send a message to a history most queer, you can at our um, at our email address, historymostqueer at gmail.com, and come visit our Instagram page where I will have images of Next Benedict for you to view. Our Next episode will hopefully be on a somewhat lighter note. Uh, I'm going to start a series of episodes dealing with queer literature, and I'm going to steal from RuPaul <laughs> and title this little series, The Library is Open. So come visit us again next week, and until then... I wish all of you a wonderful week. Bye-bye.